Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Ask an Autism Mom Live with Jen Eggert of LackeyKid.com. You can join her live on Facebook to learn tips, meet other parents, and share your insights. She will tackle any topic from the dreaded meltdown to the basics of how autism can affect a family. Okay, so I want to welcome all of you back to today's show. I am so excited. We are here with Matt. I want to welcome everyone. Melissa, Melinda, hi and welcome. I can't wait to do today's show with you. I want to thank you all for joining us. Um, As you know, this month we have really been focusing on a sensory diet. And today I am lucky enough that Matt is on the show with us with his two sons, um, Willie and Reggie. Oh, there is Willie right there. And Matt. Oh, and there's Reggie on the other side. So, Matt, I'm going to kind of give it to you and see what you got to say. Okay, this should be interesting. I got my two boys. So, Jen Jen and I have been talking about uh, a sensory diet. This should be really great. This this is going to be... Organized chaos. So, so my boys just came home from school. Okay, we've been talking about doing uh, sensory diets, what they are, and what um, how how they actually work. Oh no, grab my food, please. And um, things you can do to incorporate into your sensory diet. So my boys been in school all day, so they've been getting off the. Uh, well, they didn't take the bus. They actually picked them up. But normally they, they come home on the bus. And a lot of times when, when my guys come home, what I like to do is I like to give them a lot of movement. So before I restart, just um, I think it's important to know your kid, your kiddo's sensory needs. And that that's always going to help you kind of build your sensory diet. I know my guys, I think of it as like getting the wiggles out. So a, I'll set up some swings. I have the benefit of having a sensory gym in my house. So that's cool. Not everybody has that. So uh, what I'm going to show you is um, most of the stuff w- you can do from oh, your house. I'm Willie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Willie and it's Reggie. Most of the stuff you can, you'll can, be able to do in your house. I, I do have some things I have from suspension just to kind of show a point. But So if you have a swing, this is one thing you can do, whether it's inside the house or outside or whatever. It's a great way to get a lot of that, that, get a lot of that vestibular input. Um, again, this goes back to knowing your kid. Maybe this isn't the activity, but... Getting movement, um, I see a, a more often than none um, after school, kids just need to either decompress and like cut all stuff out or just kind of get it all out. So this this is a great way to get it all out. Okay. Um, if you don't have a swing, it doesn't have to be this. So I'm going to use my – see how well this works. All right, freeze. Yeah, hop on your nuts. Hop on your nuts. Good job, boys. All right. I'm busy. Yeah, I can't know. I'm busy. Okay. That's why I'm so getting the vestibular input. Remember, it's getting that head to move, right? So, uh, anyways, like, see you guys do a couple of somersaults. 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 Whoa. Somersaults. Go back. Go back. Whoa. Go back. <laughs> log rolls. Just do some rock log rolls. Well, okay. basically just normal rolling, right? It's a normal roll. That's right, buddy. And then roll back. Roll Ow. back. Okay. So there's, you know, no equipment. You can just do whatever. It's just getting that head to move is, is looking for that. Here I got some Lackey Kid um, uh, balance balls. I like to turn them upside down. Let's see you guys do some bouncing. Oh. Daddy, yeah. Daddy, can, 
just some ways to get a lot of input. They're getting a lot of that. Um, that, that vertical bouncing is a great way to get in. Right, go back. Go back that way. Okay. Okay. And if you don't have lackey kid balls or a yoga ball or a bouncy ball or even a place to roll, just running crash is an awesome way to do that. Freeze. Can you guys chuck your balls over there? Sweet. Okay. Let's see. Stay over here. Give me a line right here. Give me a line right here. You're going to run one at a time. Where? Wait, oh, sorry. Back up, back up, back up. Really first. You run, yeah. run, and crash. <laughs> Boom. Come on back. Ready, go. Run and crash. Oh, no, no, Come around the other way. Ready, crash. Oh, watch the next. Watch the next. Boom. Maybe that's somersault. So running and <laughs> running and crashing, you can do you know into your couch, off your couch. So this is a great way to get vestibular input. As you can tell, vestibular input. Body move, my alert level goes up. So I'm gonna try to bring it down in a second here. So let's see. Um, well, you generally, if I kind of want to start pacing them, I'm gonna add some weight. Okay. All right, freeze. Get on your nuts! Get on your nuts! Yeah. All right, good job, boys. So, moving weight is um, getting that program. I'm, I'm picking up weight, and it's going to kind of help help pace me. Here, everyone, grab a ball. Where's my ball? There you go. Boom. All right. See you guys. Squat and throw it. Throw it. There you go. Maybe not into the computer. Not into the computer. Come on back. That's okay. I guess I asked for that. <laughs> oh, come on back. Well, this way, Willie. This way. Come over here. Go that way. There you go. Throw it. Let me not do my brother. Hang on. Wait, wait. Watch out. Watch out. And chaos. So normally, you know, I wouldn't, I don't try to have these, both these guys down here at the same time, but I kind of wanted to show you. It's, I mean, not having both my kids at the same time is unrealistic. So, you know, most people have more than one kid. So you, this is the chaos and you do your best to kind of, Embrace the chaos, I guess. All right. And most of our members have multiple children, so realistically, you're showing what a, a day in our life is like. And this is a typical afternoon, right? After school. All right. So, and oh. you're kicking, that's a great, you know, just kicking the ball around, moving weight, Boy. getting some. How is this some of that input. All right, let's see. So thinking? now I'm going to try to do some teamwork stuff, no. and we'll see what happens. All right. Let's see. Yo, All right. Wait. Okay, Willie. Hop inside there. Yes! Okay, throw it up. Ready to see you pull him around. And do you mind pulling him around? So I like to use Lycra. Lycra is great. It, Lycra gives it, it squeezes back. So as you push, it pushes back. It's awesome. Uh, I, I like to suspend it from the ceiling, but it doesn't have to be like that. For instance, I just got, see if you can drag him down there, dude. I just got my little guy in the lycra, and it's just a sheet, and it could be a bed sheet if you don't have a lycra. <laughs> so Red, Willie's getting a lot of deep squeeze, and Reggie's getting a lot of heavy work. All right, and if it's you know maybe I have two sheets and I'm pulling them both, and I'm just able to drag them back and forth. And you know right now they're a little excited because they're on TV and uh, TV, and um, you know they're on they're on the spot. But normally this is a this is a fun activity and. It, when usually the little guy, when he's in that lake where he just kind of calms right down, it's pretty cool. So kind of doing it now. Um, cool. So that's that's getting a lot of probe. This is again getting some tactile. Um, 
I would, you know, if you can get their shoes off and if they're inside, like if you're doing some deep squeezes or even if I have the big heavy pillows and I'm squishing them under there, take their shirt, get, get as much skin contact with the fabric or the, 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 um, the texture as much as possible. That helps with um, getting that tactile input. All right. All right. Freeze. Good job, guys. Hop on the, hop on there. All right. Um, another way to get good. <laughs> is it working? Another way to get good proprioception is traction. Traction is just hanging from stuff. So let's see. There you go, guys. Let's put Willie on that one. So Reggie on that one. Please don't run into each other. No, do not run into each other, please. So a lot, you'll see a lot of kids at the playground kind of seek this one out. Because when I'm pulling, I'm hanging. I'm getting a lot of that input through my joints, my shoulder joints, and my, my wrist joints, and my fingers. And it's a great way to get input. This is a Lego. Yeah, use your Lego hands. Yeah, if you can, cue them this way. Some, uh, so you'll see a lot of kids kind of hold the. Um, <laughs> you see a lot of kids kind of hold the the rod this way. If you can, cue them that way, right? Because that then I'm working on some some grip strength as well. So but, the C shape is more effective than a, th a thumb over. Correct. I mean, it's, so you're building that web space grip. Right, so a lot of our kids kind of have a little. This is why we have Max. Are you okay? All right, they're a little bit more safety conscious than this, but right. So if I if I'm holding it this way, it's it's uh it's not as hard. And if, if I can cue my kids that way, great. That's why I'll try to have ropes or something where they have to hang on like that vertical as opposed to horizontal. That makes sense. Um, okay, let's let so okay, our energy's kind of coming low. I'm, I'm kind of reading their energy, so I'm gonna. I'm going to move on to some uh, oral motor stuff. Are you okay? You need to take a minute? Yeah, I'm going to hang on there for a second. All right, so oral motor. Oral motor is an awesome. I'm going to have you guys back up a little bit. Willie, I'm going to have to take that down. All right, can you guys see over there? All right, so come on over here, Willie. This one's yours. Oh, you blow on it. You blow in it. So this one's yours? So this is just a jug of of, uh, of soapy water, and I have it in a five-gallon water jug. I've used a milk jug. It doesn't really matter. Or it could just be a bowl, and it's just soap and water. Oral motor is a great way to work to help with regulation. As uh, They're getting a lot of input into their mouth. I'm working on pursed lip breathing. Right? I'm working on lip seal. I'm working on diaphragmatic breathing. I'm working on strengthening my diaphragm. works on core. I'm working on uh, strengthening my eyes. Sorry, I'm sorry. I forgot. We're talking about a sensory diet. I start to dive deep. So this is a really good calm down activity, doing some oral motor stuff. When you hear that hum, they start doing that hum. It's yeah. like extra input. So that's pretty cool. Um, this is easy to make. You can make this, you know, like I said, out of a straw and a bowl of water. Uh, if you want to make it really cool, you can put it, put some food color in it and make it a volcano. Matt, what I'll probably get you to do is maybe later this week you can walk us through a quick demo video on how to build one for our kids. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy. I just drill a hole in this one. That's it. And I got some tubes. It's pretty yeah. easy. And they I guess look it, very content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you guys, you can see it's kind of so, but some kids don't like this because it's hard. It, right. Uh, it might be low tone in their mouth or difficulty with breathing. I'll have kids cough. After they do it, because it's so their lungs are it's working their lungs a lot. Um, motor planning, if they have difficulty motor planning, maybe you'll see kids drink it 
And that, you know, it's not the end of the world if they drink some soap. You know, they get, maybe they get a little sore tummy or get poops or something, but it's not going to hurt them, right? So it'll usually do it once and then kind of after that. So can I have you guys try try something else? It's not cool. okay yet. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> well, they have a goal in mind. <laughs> they have a goal in mind, yeah. And also having their eyes fixed on an object, you know, before we're just kind of running around and kind of random. A good part of a sensory diet if you're doing an activity is to make it like, if you can, make it um, like tracking an object. Because then I'm working on concentration, I'm, I'm working on attention, and that actually helps kind of help me regulate if I have an, an object to follow. Like if I'm, if I'm picking up those big heavy balls and I'm throwing them at a target, right, it's kind of an objective. Or um, maybe I'm, I'm throwing one ball to the next, one hand to the next, you know, and now I'm incorporating some bilateral coordination. I'm just making it a little bit more athletic. If, if you can, if not, just getting the, the weight is good anyway. All right. Good job, boys. All right, Priya, is going to have you do this one? Okay. Go. Good job, Willie. There. So while I'm going to have him sit and do some more, old more stuff. I'm going to have him sit on – say, like you did, uh, Wiggle Cushion. There you go. There you go, Willie. You sit on that one. Rachel, sit on the uh, – stand on it. So having, you know, anytime I'm having him do something, you guys can sit. Anytime I'm having him do anything, I'm, I try to have him sit on like an unstable surface or something that gives them input, okay? Because again, like they've, they've been in school all day. Uh, in school, you sit at a desk for a long time. You're not, you're not getting a lot of physical input. So I'm looking for that, um, you know, and I'm going to know, I know my kids, I know what sets them off and what doesn't. So that goes back to like knowing your kid. So this is just some balloons I got from Walt, uh, Fred Meyer. They're just really easy to blow up balloons. I like these. And again, no more or motor. Well, just do that one for now. Sure, buddy. So again, if it's too hard, this, these are pretty easy as opposed to like a regular balloon. Regular balloon is, is a little tougher. It can be a balloon though. But if it's too hard, then, you know, I have some, some pumpers. I got these free from... Some uh, Bosa ball I bought a long time ago, but I mean, you can get these at the dollar store or whatever. They're just public. So clearly, that he, he might be tired. So I'm going to switch it from his mouth to this. Okay. Put that on. Let me see if I'm it. Does it got hair on it? Yeah, try to not give him balloons with hair on it. My dog's hair is on it. Here, well, if you don't want the hair, here, pump, pump it up. We'll get it. And so I'm not doing oral motor, but again, I'm getting a lot of input so that that it squeezes. It's drawing their attention. It's fun. You know, it's a good way to kind of get their focus. This is like a fidget. It's the same principle as a fidget. I'm, I've got busy hands. Maybe I'm sitting in a bean bag or I'm in a, clo a, a quiet closet or maybe even a swing. That's a good idea. Awesome job, boys. Yeah. So you can kind of see the energy level. It's coming down as you know post five minutes or ago are we <laughs> as um, you can all tell reggie seems to be the active one in the family well <laughs> it's kind of the opposite around uh, opposite reggie's the reader reggie likes to sit and read books and then ah. i have ball over here but yeah they're both pretty active boys so i, I do my best to keep them busy um uh yeah so I, So stuff playing, job, around, stuff playing around the house. You're looking for ways to get input. Um, how much time do we have, Jen? 
We have about 12 minutes. If you want to let the boys go, we have some questions that I'd really like to deal with. All right. Hey, boys. Blow your whistle up. Can you sit quietly? Yeah? All right. Willie, you want to go upstairs see, see June? She's in the other room. Yeah, go show her. All right. Adios, buddy. Okay. I hope some of that stuff helped. Okay. So what I want to get into is some of the questions that you guys have. Guys, if you have questions for me or Matt, please just type them out right now and let us know. I also want to let you know that we appreciate when you tell your friends about us, when you let us know in the um, commentation section, let us know how we can help you ask us questions. If you want to subscribe, just put the number five in our conversation and we will have you subscribe to our live shows. So let's get to some of these questions. I, I see one that just popped out. Can I, do you mind if I answer that one? The uh, Go ahead. So it says uh, from Beth, my son's therapist says he doesn't qualify for a sensory diet. We all qualify for a sensory diet. All of us take, we have, we have to take sensory breaks throughout the day. You don't really have to qualify for us to build a sensory diet for a person. I mean, if you have sensory needs, which we all do, then you, you know, think about it. We, you know, there is a reason you go to the gym or you, you take a minute to yourself where you, uh, you know, maybe you have some quiet time alone. That's a sensory, that's part of your sensory diet. That's part of you taking a break. When it comes to kids, yeah, kids need to, nerds need certain times to move, to take breaks, to get, um, to, to swing, to jump, to climb, to run, to blow bubbles, to, to get messy. That's part of their sensory diet. So, um, you know, if, yeah, I, I mean, you can start looking at your kids' sensory needs and start building yourself if your therapist isn't on the same page, I guess. Beth, go ahead and message me, and you and I will have some more conversation on how to build the diet, like with Matt's suggestions. And we'll actually look at ways to help your child because I, like Matt said, everyone needs a sensory diet. So let's work on you getting one for your child. Now I want to go up to Melinda Williams. She never looked at the why of things. And Matt, that was something you kind of got into earlier was why our kids come home and they need this. She said that her son always comes home from school, kicks off his shoes, and heads straight for his trampoline. Now I know that he needs that wiggle out time. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Matt, there is always a, a why to it. There's always the need for something some kids need more than others. And Melinda, I'm so happy that Matt could help you understand more on why your little guy needs that break. So yeah, sensory needs, like I said, we all need, we all have sensory needs. We all come home and after work or after school, we need some sort of decrease of input or increase of input, right? Me, I like to go to the gym. I, I make, it helps me feel good. Otherwise my brain scrambled and I get cranky. That's a sensory need, right? When you're talking about, um, so sensory needs are a spectrum, right? You know, all, all people are a spectrum and it's more multidimensional spectrum. It's not just a linear line. So when we, um, especially when I'm dealing with sensory difficulties, and that includes people with autism on the autism spectrum, 
and definitely special uh, sensory processing disorder, um, then we need to be aware of of how they process sensory input. Okay, so sometimes noise, like we know the obvious ones, noises can be too loud, sight can be too loud, but also they can have difficulty with movement and textures, and and how they, and that also includes uh, regulating their emotions internally, or they don't know they don't know how they, you know, if their stomach hurts or if they're short, if they're fast breathing or slow breathing. So just understand, they don't understand how their sensory system really works. I mean, as best you can as, as a kid. So um, I would, you help that a lot through movement, right? So a lot of kids, um, you know, so your son comes home and ju jumps on the trampoline. Well, that, that vertical bouncing, I actually had a trampoline and bust it out, but that vertical bouncing, that kid's getting a ton of input. He's, he's activating his vestibular system, which, and getting a lot of uh, deep pressure, which is tactile and also getting that internal, my, my muscles are using this, those joints are compressing, boom, boom. And that's helping his body, his mind get organized. That was kind of a quick answer. Right. And I just want to say, um, we all know that not everyone has a gym like Matt. Matt has hooks in his ceiling for his hanging equipment. Um, those of you in groups saw this week, I had Melinda, and I'm going to have her post it again later. Melinda actually bought a hammock um, hanger. It's, um, trying to explain this, it's a bar on stands and she can hang and actually use it in her house. I know Melinda well. Melinda, if you could post that in group later. But it's, she can use her swings indoors hooked up to this hammock hanging device. And if you have enough space, that works. If you have a backyard where you don't have enough room for a full swing set, that also works well. So yeah, if you have, a, if you have the ability to hang a swing and that's something you, you see that you're, it helps your kid, yeah, Figure out a way to hook it up. If you don't have a swing, and again, what is the swing doing? It's giving, it's getting that input to the to the vestibular system, which is in my head. So maybe you have a rocking chair, or maybe kids can jump up and down on the couch. Maybe they can do barrel rolls round and round on the floor, or maybe you drag them around like I was just showing in a sheet. You know, it's nice to have all this this equipment, but equipment costs money, and if you have the ability, and also you know, a swing. I mean, if you can see, I don't know if you can see it. That's a that's a that's a big deal to hook all this up, right? That took a lot of time and 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 hardware and know-how to kind of hook all this up. But it doesn't have to be this. This is great if you can get that. Fantastic. If not, there's you know, think about the principle of it. Is 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 the vestibular input is excuse me? Yeah, vestibular input is moving on my head. If kids like that deep squeeze, okay, well, I'll jump and crash on a beanbag. <laughs> Right, okay. that's you're getting some a lot of tactile. Yes, not now, but not now. And if you don't have a beanbag, couch cushions, couch cushions, big stuffed animals like Matt showed everyone with the big teddy bear, he threw that on the floor and they jumped into that. Anything soft, pillows, just find something soft and kind of do what Matt did and throw it all together and build a crash area for your kid and that'll really get that out. And, and maybe, you know, this is, I'm kind of being specific today because my kids just came from home from school, but maybe it's not a lot of active input. Maybe it's just like, um, I have a weighted blanket here. Maybe I just chuck the kid in a corner and with some uh, noise canceling headphones, which my son threw outside in the woods. 
but you know, maybe, maybe it's, um, it's that. And there's, there's less input and it's just no talking and, and it's a time, you know, a good 20, 30 minutes. Maybe it's an hour of just quiet time. They have a book, they have a, a, a fidget or something to kind of, I'm here. I'm just here. I'm, it gets Daddy? me present. Not, not Daddy? a screen. Daddy? Not, um, yes, sir. Can, can we watch a little bit of a movie no. on the VR? Not right now. Oh, with Miss June? Go, go ahead. Yes. I just said no screens and I just said go watch the screens. We, we have a house guest. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't have a lot of screens here, but that's okay. That's a whole other topic. I pick and choose my battles. Right? You got to as a parent. Now, Melissa Cox says that her son typically comes home after school and wants to bounce off the walls, but there are times he just needs his weighted lap pads and lots of compressions or hard hugs. There you I go. Yeah. Have a sensory gym. And Matt, we just discussed that, that sometimes it's not that big movement. It's that tight, closed, quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see indoor ideas for climbing. So climbing, um, it's I, I think of that as kind of, uh, it could be a couple things. But I, when I climb, I'm getting traction. I'm pulling. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that pull. I'm fighting gravity. So think of ways maybe you can they can hold on to something. You drag them around the, uh, on the floor or, or on a scooter board outside on the driveway or across the, the smooth kitchen floor or whatever. Um, think or they pull something. So there's that traction piece, that, that probe. I'm, I'm pulling. I'm pushing. And also kids like to climb because it's very visual. It's cool to climb up really high and see things, it gives me a different perspective. And it makes this difficult things, it, you know, if I'm a kid, I'm kind of down and everything's really giant. And I, I don't get the whole picture, but when I'm up, up high, I see it's all one, it's it's all the parts make a whole. And that is comfortable to me. So maybe, maybe you, I don't know, I didn't say climb your roof, but I don't know, put the kid on your shoulders or something. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a combination of both or maybe, you know, yeah. We use the ladder on her bunk bed set. She'll climb up and down the ladder. Yeah. 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 Bunk beds, man. There's, oh, it's, that's an easy one. There's lots to do with the bunk bed. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I think she's figured out everything. You know how there's bars on the bunk beds on the top bunk? She'll lay on the bottom bunk and hook her toes in her hands and she'll just pull herself up. She really uses those bars to her advantage every day. Now, um, Maria, I know you wish you had a sensory gym in your home, but like Matt said, you can take household items and make your own sensory area. And it's, it's simple. You can turn your living room into a sensory area after school time. Pull the couch cushions off the couch, throw them in a pile with pillows, and have another area where, yes, Matt had the weighted medicine balls, but if you don't, you could use, I've seen a, one lady say that she'd make her kids stack cans, like large cans. Yeah. And there's a lot of ideas online as well. Uh, a good friend of mine, Alex Piccolo, runs a, a, uh, a company called Sensory Digest, and he installs sensory gyms in the helm. But if you go on his webpage, you'll see like a lot of people's living rooms. It's great examples of like what people do in their living rooms or their bedrooms with swings and stuff like that to make it a little more sensory friendly. Sen sensory digest, it's called. It's I've actually seen a number of parents that have gotten rid of their children's bed and put a trampoline because they needed that constant movement while sure. sleeping. Sure. 
So yeah. let's go down to, we dealt with Beth. Now, bringing awareness is something Matt is passionate about. If you've seen a show with Matt, he's always very passionate about sensory awareness and getting this out and helping your children. Um, Jennifer Robinson, my daughter stems, stems a lot, but she likes to have things in her hands. Matt, you probably see that a lot. Yeah. So, um, so having things in your hands, right. Uh, I mean, so maybe they, maybe they like to fidget. Maybe they just like to have that cause they need some input. It can also be kind of a defense where if I'm walking around and I have a, an object in my hand, I don't need to engage the world with my palms and my hand, which are extremely sensitive. So, I, you know, if I have this in my hand, I don't, I'm not going to accidentally touch something or brush up against something or, you know, this is kind of a defense. Um, so, you know, um, it's an indicator that maybe it's a tactile thing. So maybe they, there's some tactile sensitivities there, in which case using deep pressure is a good way to go about that or experimenting with different tactile play where you know trying to get the body the skin exposed of your body to, to as many um different textures as possible in a fun way keeping it in a positive not forcing them to like touch the burlap you know it's not gonna it's, right. it doesn't work like that but doing doing things through play and experimenting and um you know and so um yeah so having things in your hands could be a kind of a defense mechanism uh, or well, don't forget we have the marble maze folks where you can get that Matt, you push it through. Yep. I love it. And you can get that movement. And there's focus, but there's also that movement and trying to get the marble through. Some kids will struggle at first because it is hard. So let's go to... My son likes to dig holes. He has dug a ditch about the length of a car and 12 inches deep. What else could he do? I'm not liking the holes. Honestly, um, let me tell you guys a funny story. So my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law have this gated area in their yard. And for years they have considered putting in a um, koi pond. So what did they do when our children drive us nuts at family events? We send them out with shovels. <laughs> And they dig. And my son is 5'11". And over the course of about two years, they have now dug the hole so that it almost completely is to my son's um, height, which is 5'11". So, yes, I understand the digging holes. We do it because it gets them out of our hair. And it's something that all of the children can do together. They range from 3 to 15. Yeah, he's 15. So digging holes for me is not a big deal. Um, Matt, do you have any ideas other than the digging holes? I go back to what's he getting out of it. So, I mean, when I'm digging holes, I'm, I'm picking up all that weight. That's a lot of heavy work. He's probably seeking some some input that way. Digging holes. Is, I mean, I never thought about that. It'd be a great way to get some some heavy work in. Uh, you know, maybe it's also a tactile thing. Maybe he likes the dirt getting on him. You know, he, you know it's probably do it. I, Probably a really good activity, you know, it, but at the same time, you don't want your yard to look like uh, Bugs Bunny just ripped through there. So, um, you know, looking for other ways for him to get to get that input, you know. So if he's seeking to pick up that heavy work, 
try to incorporate some different kinds of heavy work throughout the day where he's picking up some weight or moving weight or climbing or, or stacking chairs or, um, you know, carrying the milk jugs through the store, stuff like that. You know, it's lifting it dog weird. food. I've seen, I've seen someone actually yeah. lift 50 pounds of dog food because it is heavy enough for them because they're bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and yeah, if, and if you don't want to come up with activities and, and if you can, uh, activities like gymnastics and wrestling, jujitsu, those are, those are sports that I like to recommend because if they can handle a, a group setting, because they're getting so much input. It's not like soccer or baseball where you're just kind of out in space, but I'm, 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 I physically have to like resist. There's a lot of resistance involved. So think resistive activities. Maybe he likes working out. Maybe have him, if you got to add some weights, pump some iron with him. See if that helps. Now, Rose asks, any help with running? My son loves to run all day. He'll be running into the walls. So my, my experience with running um, is... I, I feel like a lot of times it's uh, the kids just don't have a lot of body awareness. And so that's, <clears throat> that, that's a lot. I, I, I use this analogy a lot. So think of if, if I'm driving and so you ever drive in a car and you go down a hill really quick and your stomach goes, whoop, right. That feeling of weightlessness. So that's what not having a lot of body awareness might feel like a lot of the day. So I, I just, oh, it, it could be that. So when I'm running, um, you know, maybe it's, I'm getting a lot of pounding to my legs or, um, I just, I'm impulsive. That could be part of the impulsive. Uh, you know, if it's, if it's getting in the way of things, um, try again, try looking at some of the other sensory stuff that he either avoids or, or gravitates to. If it's not in the way of things that, you know, run, run away. It's a, it's a good activity. It's a good, it's a good exercise. He's getting a lot, he's getting a lot of, a lot of input, um, but if it's yeah, if it gets in the way of things, like if it's if it's constant and he's taken off through the parking lot, stuff like that, maybe try giving him a weighted vest or doing some other sensory strategies. You know, if he has an OT, talk to them or anyone else working with the kid that knows him. Now, Amber, I actually know Amber and her daughter personally. Her daughter and Riley are dear friends. Um, how to handle a child with high pain tolerance and protect them from knowing it's dangerous. For example, her daughter started biting herself. Um, Matt, that goes back to the oral, does it not? It it could. Um, when I'm when I'm biting something, I'm getting a lot of input to my jaw. But also, you know, I goes back to I would look at the antecedent as well. Is it is it an is it a stim? Is it is it something she's is she angst is is her anxiety causing that? You know, and if that can be it as well. If I'm anxious. Then that's when the stimming comes. If I'm uncomfortable, in my body stimming can happen. And biting is is a form of, of stimming because I'm, um, it's it's a it can be a way to kind of help reduce the anxiety. It, it sounds strange, but biting myself helps me kind of connect for a minute. Um, um, Amber, come on over to my house. You know where I live. Um, we've got jewelry that we've been using for Riley because she's been biting herself. Let's see if that helps Haven at all. Now, she has another question. They've tried different types of redirecting the sensory behavior, but she's staying with things that aren't exactly productive. Instead, it's more of what causes the meltdown. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by it's... Oh, is this the same... The same, same mother, different question. Oh, uh, we've also tried different types of redirecting sensory. Um... 
So, Honestly, okay. I don't think there's really a sensory input that's not productive. Well, I mean, it's um, some things can make me feel uncomfortable. Like, uh, right. you know, I, I don't like the uh, think of like a nails on a chalkboard. That's mm -hmm. that's sensory. That drives me. Oh, nobody likes. You it. just said that, and my husband cringed beside <laughs> me. That, yeah, that's a sensory issue, right? Or my, I'm erasing with a pencil and it scratch. Oh my god, it scratches the, the paper. I don't know why that. It makes me feel gross. I don't know why. Have anyone but, ever seen the videos on Facebook where they put the baby's feet on the grass for the first time, and most of the babies flip their feet up and they're like, "Nope, not doing this." That uh, for them is a negative sensory input. To to help with the biting, um, you know, it's that's a that'd be one I would have. Somebody would have to work closely one on one and see. Get get some of the sensory information, you know. Um, that's a tough one because it's you know, yeah. Why why is she biting herself? Hmm. Amber, be, let's talk more be, about this later because I think there's more to it. I know your story, so we actually live in the same town. Let's get together and talk one day. Now sorry. let's go to yes, Jason or Matt. I was just saying sorry if I didn't uh, help with that one. Yeah, I mean, um, it, I, you know, part of it, it could, if it's during an anxiety, like if it's a reaction to something, that's that's anxiety. So helping, finding ways to reduce that anxiety. So, you know, maybe it's reducing your language or giving her different sensory input throughout the day and being more proactive in that way. When, you know, it's like anybody else, when we get stressed out, you know, we, I, when I get stressed out, I snap at my kids. It's not ideal. I don't want to do that, but it's like, I can't help it. You know, I, or, you know, we all do that. We get, we are our level tolerance gets is maxed out and we just boom we all do oh we all have our, our thing my friend bites his nails till they're down to his nubs yep uh, i guess that's biting sure um now we have one last question from jennifer my daughter likes to sleep with her brother but sometimes he likes to sleep alone but she will go to wherever he goes to sleep would a way to blanket help her sleep without her brother um I went through this personally. It wasn't her brother. It was me and her father. She didn't get out of our bed until August of this year. And she was seven. We yeah. tried to wait blankets. We tried everything. It was just, uh, it came with maturity. Yeah. How, I mean, yeah. Is she, you know, is she five? Is she 14? <laughs> how old is the kid? If you know, as a young age, yeah, that could be something. It's it's nice to have someone to sleep through it next to. It's comforting. Um, if their brother's familiar, it could be just an emotional thing. Um, uh, uh, or if it's a sensory thing, it could just yeah. Again, it could be try yeah. You could try a weighted blanket, see if that works or some. So uh, like a, also a, a lycra, a tubular lycra around the around the mattress, and they squeeze in be, between there if the if the weighted blanket's too hot. Uh, oh, kids nine. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. If the if the kids are not if both parties are not sleeping, then yeah, try. I would try some of the weighted stuff and and. Uh, well, like Jason said, his son still sleep with, sleeps with him, and he's nine. Yeah. But I want I want you to remember, folks, that I'm a huge advocate of co-sleeping. My husband took some time to get on board, but in a lot of countries co-sleeping or sleeping beside a family member is actually quite common 
and they do it until the child is ready to move to their own space. So, sorry, that just made me think of my, my youngest son, Willie, was slept with us often. And I, those were, well, that was a long time I slept on the couch because I, I, I couldn't do it. Um, my wife had no problem with it, but I just, I, he just wiggles like a, like a maniac. So, but what I started doing was swinging him before bedtime. That seemed to help him sleep a little deeper. So uh, just gentle rocking. We had some tubular electro. I'd swing him, and that that seemed to help. And then I don't do that anymore, and he doesn't come into my bed anymore. So once in a while, he's sick. But but like Jason says, in Asian countries especially, it is very common to co-sleep. So you have that. Now, unfortunately, Matt, we have gone way over, like we always do for some reason when you're here. Um. Melissa, I just want to address you real quick before we end the show. I co-sleep. My nine-year-old sleeps with us in the same room, but he's neurotypical and still wants to sleep with me. And the babies co-sleep at four and a half, and the twins are two. Melissa, that must be one very active room. Um, my sister co-slept with all of her children. And I remember there was a time where she had her now three-year-old and her now five-year-old both in the bed from the time they were both babies. So she had a two-year-old and a newborn, and that was extremely stressful. But again, it's not uncommon for a lot of families to co-sleep, especially now. Um, Deborah, your grandson's issue does not seem to be sensory. It seems to be more of a control issue. So please PM me or post in group, and we will deal with that. Oh, so is that is that the, the bed wedding or wedding? Yes. I yeah. I mean, I look at everything as a sensory issue. Uh, I mean, it definitely kids things that when things are out of control, kids are going to control the things that they can. They can eating and, and going to the restroom. Those are those are easy things. Like a lot of people hold that in, and I I don't know anything about your kid, but it um start looking at you know. Okay, so if if there is a control issue, what is it? What is out of control? Why is the kid trying to control it because he's not getting away? Is it or give way? him would giving him options? Do you want to do this or this? And there's tons of behavior strategies. Absolutely, tons of behavior strategies. Uh, but you can also you know try some of the sensory strategies to see if those help. You know, so maybe it isn't a control thing. You know, so a lot of times what seems like on purpose to us is is not on purpose at all to kids they just they just react it's not a conscious thought right um, it, it could very well be but uh i i always kind of look at through the lenses the, the kid is not making a choice they, they it is a it is a can't they can't do it so that gives me the fix-it mindset i'm going to do my best to kind of look at the problem as to why they're doing that so yeah you um you know maybe you want to try some weighted blankets or um or working on core strength is is a way to kind of help with because uh, you know that pelvic floor is is the muscle that and kind of all these muscles around our pelvis and our core kind of help with that holding in the urine and, and everything else so strengthening that can help or giving a lot of input you know i'll have a kid on the back and i'll put the yoga ball on top of the belly button and that's kind of getting a lot of input to that area that kind of help wake that up and to give more um uh awareness to that part of my body Things like that, you know, just try some different sensory strategies. And if it's still happening, then, you know, 
Maybe it is being. Now, I'm sorry, guys. We have run way over. Don't worry. If you have questions, I will be posting later in group. And you can ask all the questions you want on that um, thread. Matt will be back with us next week. And it will be pure question and answers, getting out all of these things and whatnot. So if you have not joined our Facebook group, Jason has just posted the link to our Facebook group. Please join there. I want to thank everyone for joining us, Matt, especially you. If you want to tell us about your gym. Uh, sure. If you want to go to my webpage and have a look at uh, um, some of the things I'm doing, it's, it's sensoryfitness.org. Um, I do have a blog, which I haven't written in a while, but that's ongoing. And am I also announcing that I, I've begun uh, some, uh, it's called Sensory Foundation Classes. To, to purchase on Vimeo and it's it's affordable it's it's and it's it's a, a series of classes to kind of get into the depth of 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 sensory and what that means and also so a lot of the stuff that we were talking about and it's um I've not uh, activated it yet I'm still in the process of editing I'm terrible at the web piece of it I don't know what I'm doing I got someone else working for it uh, working on that but uh, yeah it's coming out in a couple of weeks I'm excited about it and I'll I'll let everyone know when it's out and where to get it and how to do it. Now, if you notice in the conversation part, Jason has put the link for Sensory Fitness. So again, I want to thank you all for joining us. If you want to subscribe to live updates, please type the number five in our chat section now. And don't forget, we have the parent support group and we'd love to have you join. Also, check out our Sensory Deal group. Have an amazing week. We will see you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, where Matt and I will be answering your questions live. Until then, remember, embrace, embrace support, and educate. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us today with Jen Eggert. You can join her live on Facebook to learn more information about how to join our free parent support group. Watch the show live or ask your question that will be answered live by Jen on an upcoming show, please visit LackeyKid.com forward slash ask. It's L-A-K-I-K-I-D.com. So ask your questions as she is willing to tackle whatever topic you need. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Your review will enable us to help more families.